You're listening to the GamesIndustry.biz podcast. I'm Editor-in-Chief James Batchelor, and I'm joined this week by Managing Editor Brendan Sinclair. How are you, sir? I am just fine, James. Just fine. Good. Good. I'm, I'm skipping the bit of previous week's intros where we all agree that we are all tired and or caffeinated, so I'm going to just throw in a random one to kind of uh, get us started. What do you think the rebrand for Facebook should be? I think it should be uh, Faceverse. Faceverse. Yeah, Faceverse. I can see that. Everyone's going to log on to the Faceverse. It's going to be great. <laughs> Staff writer Jeffrey Rousseau, what do you think that the uh, the new Facebook should be called? We're, we're not so allegedly evil. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I like it. It's that's point. that's the it, slogan. Communicates it. <laughs> That'd be the slogan. We're not evil. Um, how are you doing, Jeffrey? I'm, I'm doing good today. Thank you. Good, good. And also joining us this week is Head of Games B2B, Christopher Dring. How are you, sir? I'm all right. I'm good. I'm excited. Good. I'm on a podcast. Good. I know, it's good to have you back. And to throw a completely irreverent question to you, like, what do you think the new Facebook should be called? I wish you prepared me for that. Um, <laughs> no, where's the fun about, in that? Um, you know, I always thought it would be a good name for a social media site. It would be like MySpace or something <laughs> like that. That would be, be a good one. I wrote a story once where like, I tried to allude to a social network, but like, as soon as you allude to a social network, it, it dates it. So I referred to the social network as Lifestream. It was kind of like my idea was like, it was like a, it's like a mix of Facebook and Twitch, Lifestream. So I wonder if it, I, I, Facebook would be something like Lifebook or I don't know. What would they want to get away with, away from? The face or the book part? Or will it be something completely different? I don't see the point in rebranding it personally because it's, it's a very established brand. It's a brand that's had such I, an impact on... I, I, I've missed this. Are they changing the name or are they just giving you a different they, logo? They are talking about rebranding the company under a completely different name. Right. So that's like now, that means switching that, to d- Alphabet. We still all Google stuff and go to Google. Yeah. But, you know, that's uh, this is... I doubt that this will actually impact the you know the thing that we hate dealing with every day uh just (laughs) to find out which of our old acquaintances have have gone down the right-wing extremism rabbit hole (laughs) i can't find that out anymore because i joined a nintendo group about selling retro games and that's all i get this endless people trying to sell me copies of switch games um so i have no idea where my friends have gone but i do know what i want i do know plenty of things i can buy Gotta love that algorithm. Uh, we are going to be talking about some of the biggest stories of the past week. I say the past week. It's taken a while for us to actually record, so it's probably like the, you know the week and a half uh, ago. First one we're going to be talking about, this is kind of an ongoing affair, but I wanted to touch on the um, potential rebrand for the FIFA series. There we go, another rebrand we're talking about. EA kind of came out a couple of weeks ago saying that they are considering renaming or rebranding the FIFA series. Uh, FIFA essentially came out with a, a statement saying like it was playing the field, that they, you know, they, they don't believe that the license needs to be exclusive to one company anymore. Everyone has an opinion on this, as social media has proved, uh, including ourselves. Chris, you wrote a, a good opinion piece on, on whether or not this will have kind of an impact. Do you want to kind of um, summarize or reiterate oh, here? It's delicious, isn't it? I love a, I love a, good, uh, I love a good little row in public. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, it, well, it's a funny thing because I, 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 you're basically trying to see who blinks first. Is, is EA, who's, who's willing to lose? Uh, is EA willing to lose the FIFA brand or is FIFA willing to lose EA? And in my mind, FIFA has a lot more to lose here um, because the FIFA brand, well, not that the FIFA, not that EA is necessarily the uh, uh, the best brand in video games, but uh, in, in, in the world. But FIFA, I'd argue, is even more corrupt and not that EA is corrupt necessarily. It just 
it's so it's a it's a um it's a uh it's the fifa brand is you know you walk around the street and you might get some people say oh it's the trade body it's the it's the body that represents football but everyone associates fifa with a video game ea's built that you know that's ea's doing they took the fifa brand which was large it gets the world cup you don't get a lot with it and then they've turned it into this massive massive video game franchise um in order to the reason why fifa is a massive video game franchise isn't because of the name fifa it's because ea has all the licenses at the premier league the bundesliga you need all the leagues you need the players you need the stadiums you need all of that stuff to you know for the authenticity part you also need to build a good game and you know ultimate team aside if you're a fan of that i know lots of people are a fan of it but um uh, fifa is a good video game you know is a good game ea's built that up over decades take somebody else coming along like a take two probably only ones that could actually realistically do this and taking the fifa brand that's nothing you know they need to get all the leagues and then they need to build a good video game and that's you're talking masses and massive money you're certainly not going to get it by 2023 it feels like uh uh i, I don't you know the, the fifa was the fifa name was never the blocker to other people coming into the market it was never the problem and um EA, it might cause some confusion or short-term pain, but if EA like rebranded their game Football 23 or Soccer 23 with a surprisingly similar-looking logo, or you know, they would be fine. I think as long as the game, as long as still got the leagues, got the licenses, still the game's good. It'll just like the way Championship Manager became Football Manager. It was, it was a complete different company. You know, same studio, same game, and the fans just followed across where where the game was. So I, I think I think FIFA is more to lose. This whole actually, I think the details less about the money. I think it's a lot more about FIFA wants uh, to be able to have its own esports league and not be associated, not it be run by EA. I think they want there's stuff about digital tokens and NFTs and all that horrible stuff um, in there as well. And I think I think that's and I and I think when you get into that detail, I think what will probably common sense will prevail and both of them will be and they'll they'll and then FIFA will continue to be an EA game and maybe there's a few things FIFA will do in games that aren't connected to EA. But I, I generally I generally don't think this is gonna. I, I think it's one of the I think there's too much to lose on both sides really for them not to come together but it is a fascinating um and and it's fun to see uh, these negotiations play out in public because they're both letting the other side know they're willing to move on without without the other but i I don't i don't think that really benefits anybody but it's a good story i do enjoy it i also wonder if um fifa is kind of looking to get more into the mobile space of games because that's obviously the much bigger audience i know ea is working on a fifa game for mobile but uh, to my knowledge there isn't one like i'm surprised there there isn't even like a kind of a standalone ultimate team app um on mobile (laughs) there there are knowledge no there are there is fifa games on mobile they're just not they're just, you know, they're hundreds of downloads. But like, well, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's they're not. There's it, you when you're talking FIFA. FIFA's the biggest video game in the world outside yeah. of mobile. On mobile, it isn't. You know, there's, there's games with billions of downloads on mobile. FIFA isn't one of them. There isn't actually a football game I think that has them. And um, so there's definitely an opportunity in mobile uh, to to sort of carve a space out there for like a nifty games or a Nordius or or the you know the the, the super card thing. You know, it, I feel there's an opportunity for a big game, and, and FIFA hasn't quite cracked that. Mm, um, that's what I'm thinking. So, yeah. so there's there's that you know, and actually Take Two, who have traditionally focused on um, US sports, did acquire a mobile developer in the summer, um, who made the top eleven football games uh, for mobile. So they have made some tentative spe- steps into the to this space, um, and in particularly into an area where EA isn't dominant. But um, uh, yeah, there's got to be opportunities in that thing. But again, you need to find the right developer and and, and do it. And um, but yeah. You're right. There's an opportunity there. So it, it doesn't necessarily make sense for for FIFA to to go alone, I, I guess, or to try and you know license itself out to 
whatever other fo- football soccer games it can find out there. But I, I wouldn't put it past them doing it anyways. The The FIFA license at this point, EA has built it up and, and it is sort of synonymous with football and, and video games, right? So like I I don't think that there would be any shortage of suitors lined up who want to have, you know, the World Cup in their soccer games or, or to have the FIFA legacy on that. And and maybe they figure, you know, collectively that a whole bunch of products which aren't really as comprehensive or well received as EA's FIFA games have been, uh still put more money in in their pockets at the end of the day and give them more control over what they want to do like they were they were pretty clear about uh wanting to have multiple uh licensing partners in 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 games with the statement that they put out and i'm wondering if ea would accept a non-exclusive deal with fifa do they do they want to be making fifa 23 when anyone else can be watering down the fifa name with with subpar football games Mm. well yeah you're right there's the marketing benefit here isn't there if you stick fifa on people i always see it all the time when toy story comes out someone's done uh toy uh some you know very similar sort of sounding film has been released on dvd and i can see that because fifa's fifa brand has been built up by ea so someone could come along, stick FIFA on the name, and, and I don't want to say fool people, but make people think, oh, hang on, this is this might be that game I used to like. Um, Solve the discoverability problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I, I, that's a lot of money to pay for. That's, cause that's the thing with FIFA. You talk about World Cup, that is, that is the one thing they offer. And the World Cup's every four years. Um, so it's not like um, something that everyone's going to want to do every year. And the... <laughs> You just you have you'd you'd have to really go all in if you're going to take the FIFA name you'd have to sit there and go right we need to build a game that has all those rights and licenses because I don't think I don't think people people look people want the game with that and gamers aren't you know as we've seen so many times as soon as you start you know you can call something the same name you can call something Harvest Moon or uh, 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 Sim City or um, uh, 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 Ch- Championship Manager. But if it isn't the game that they want, they will go to the one that, you know, that team or whatever's gone off to make. And so, yeah, I can oh, I can see it happening. Um, I can see it happening. But I just think out of the two of them, FIFA is the more to lose um, because they're going to have to find a in order to sort of maintain that brand. I just don't think FIFA, I don't think the FIFA offers much outside of the World Cup and that brand recognition, which can fade away very quickly. So when, when you say that they, they go, the SimCity or Harvest Moon people go find the game that represents you know what they wanted out of the franchise rather than the the game that has the franchise name um it's my impression that those games those substitute games while successful are not what you would have expected had the the original brand continued in that direction yeah i mean i wasn't even thinking of story of seasons when i said harvest moon i was actually thinking of um, stardew valley (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um uh, i never really considered that which was which was them them going you know it's not the best example well i think what i was my point there vaguely was that i don't think gamers are as brand loyal as as perhaps other industries are i think they'll go where the quality is they might go where they might go where the team is 
Um, Does that apply when uh, you get something they, as mainstream as a FIFA or a Call of Duty? Though? Well, that's that's the good. That would no. That's a good question. That's what I sort of brought up in my in my opinion piece. I did acknowledge that where FIFA is a bit more is is on a different scale to the games I just listed there quite considerably. But uh, and I, you know I'm, I do think there'll be some short term. You know I think if if EA rebranded their game ea sports fc and i think lots lot millions of people will get it and know it's the continuation of the franchise that they've 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 loved down the years but you know there will probably be a lot of people scowling and confused and not knowing what they're doing as well but um and then it's up to whether or not anyone else that's come in with a fifa license will do it but i'm not entirely sure who would get it i don't think konami want it they've changed direction with what they're doing they've just rebranded their game um i would love if efootball uh became fifa 2023 just <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i don't think Konami have a billion dollars in their back pocket to pay for it um, it wouldn't be a billion um, dollars it, for one it wouldn't be exclusive and and yes yeah, two that's that's just a negotiating position right yeah you, you, yeah you ask for the moon and then settle somewhere else it'll be nintendo and sega go halves on it and we get mario and sonic at the fifa world cup yeah i wouldn't yeah wouldn't that would be work. surprised and and ea has shown itself in the past to be sort of like uh partial to its to its brands even when they no longer really make sense i mean we we still talk about madden every year right when when did madden like retire from play-by-play broadcasting mm, yeah. even like i i i don't think john madden is even really visible the these days but you know ea still still clings to that that madden franchise because it built that and that's what people know and that's what people care about i'm sure madden's not asking for a billion dollars a year or uh, four years whatever to use the name but still like oh i agree with you like i I, ea don't want to lose this license they're not they're not i don't think they're shrugging their shoulders over this this is a this is a big deal to them i just think out of the two the one that might has has a lot i think i think has more to lose is fifa and that's why i think they will eventually come to an agreement because they both have a lot to lose, I think. Yeah, like I don't... EA's spent like so many years building up FIFA to the point where people associate the name with a video game series. I, I think I said, you know, to me, it's as you, somebody else taking the FIFA name and sticking it on their brand, for me, is ludicrous as EA taking Call of Duty and sticking it on the Medal of Honor games. Like To me, that's it, it, it's, it is, it's that kind of level of... This isn't just a license. This is a... This is, this, is, this is almost EA's brand as much as it is the Federation of International Football Associations um, brand. Um, but um, that's why I think in the end they'll, they'll, they'll agree. If it hadn't been under so much scrutiny over the last couple of years, I, I would I would see this as opportunity for EA to lean into kind of the ultimate team. I can picture like kind of a FIFA style box with like EA ultimate team. And it's still a, it's still a football game, still everything you get like mode wise as you get in FIFA. But... It's using the Ultimate Team brand rather than just the, the the FIFA brand because I think Ultimate Team is is so popular that that is as big a pillar of the FIFA games as the actual football bit. Um, well, they've already so, but, they've trademarked EA Sports FC um, in in a couple of places, and I, I I would assume if they do change the name, that's what they're changing it to because EA Sports FC is something that you don't need to like have. Oh, well, it's it's soccer here and it's football there, and right? You can just kind of like say it, and it's like and and with Ultimate Team, like they have Ultimate Team for every sport, right? So you don't yeah, you yeah. also don't have to specify you know football or soccer, or you would have to specify football or soccer with Ultimate Team also. So I I think EA Sports FC would be the the plan b and if if they're just making those trademarks as a um sort of like a preemptive negotiating tactic uh i I think that's uh that's a pretty good tactic 
so when I think when I was reading Chris's article, um, I was thinking, at what age did I associate FIFA with being a soccer uh, football game? And I think by age, I want to say 10 or 11. And then when I think that that branding has been around, you know, for literally what we're like that 25, 26 years. Anyway, um, it, 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 it's kind of, um, from a business standpoint, you know, it, it's kind of remarkable that, you know, a label and brand has literally lasted, you know, lifetimes. Like the cover athlete of, uh, FIFA 22 is, I, I believe that player, he, he's what, under the age of 22. You know, when you think about like that branding, has been around, you know, the entirety of the lifetime of actually professional players who, um, if I'm not mistaken, you know, a number of them got into the profession because of the game, right? It, it, it's so weird to think how, like, you know, a relationship like that can go south or just go separate ways. But like Chris's article pointed to, you know, that's something that happens, you know, in business. But when you stop and think about, oh, wow, this, you know, launched professional careers, we've learned about players, you know, the World Cup and what have you through this game. And there's a line in Chris's article that really stood out to me is that like when you stop and think about what FIFA is, you just think about the game. You don't really think about the association. And I haven't thought about the association, not really unless, you know, when a World Cup is like rolling around, but that's because I live in America. So, you know, pardon me for not being a cultured American (laughs) when it comes to sports. Yeah, go ahead. All, all the league, all the different football associations in they're all FIFA is just like the is like the one that you know. There's FA in the UK, so in the UK, when we think of football association, we think of the FA, and, and there's different ones for different markets. So FIFA actually, again, I don't. None of us really think about FIFA outside of the video game until the World Cup comes around. It's not just an American thing. Um, other than when you know they get in trouble for dodgy voting or. Um, or, or bungs or whatever it is they're up to. That's probably the thing FIFA's best known for outside of the video game, uh, corruption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's wild because I, I try to sit there and think about other brands. You know, of course, you know, the second thing that comes to mind is is Madden. And I was trying to think, said, man, how weird would it be if they just dropped the Madden label, you know? Um, but that's where we are now, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, interestingly, Colin, using another EA, now EA-owned studio, is that obviously um, uh, Colin McRae was the name of the driving series that um, Co-Masters ran. Um, and it became Colin McRae. And then did Colin McRae Dirt. And then uh, Colin McRae Rally became Colin McRae Rally Dirt. And then, well, obviously, Colin McRae um, passed away. And then um, they've just used the Dirt name ever since and lots of people still call that colin mccray rally but it hasn't been it hasn't been named that for a long time so there are evidence of other things in games even sports games where like particularly if it's a person branded title where that sort of they replace it with their suffix or something like that you know ea's got a year i guess to play around with that a little bit a couple of things there one there is also evidence of of gaming not doing that uh ubisoft bought tom clancy's name like <laughs> yes, just owns it <laughs> which is one of the most like messed up dystopian things i've i've had to cover uh in this job um and i had a second point to make but it is completely lost on me just because that tom clancy <laughs> thing has reset it's me. upset you that is distressed you <laughs> oh i'm rebooting I'll... now
Another conversation that's been uh, doing the rounds over the last couple of weeks is uh, this is something that gets discussed from time to time, but it's, it's kind of back at the uh, the forefront of the discourse. Is developer credits um, now specifically? This has been around Metro Dread. A couple of employees have come out and said that kind of they worked on Metro Dread for several months. They can they can point to their work. One of them's like an animator. You can you can see his animations in the final product, but he is not in the credits. Uh, developer Mercury Steam said that their kind of policy on this is that you need to be on the team for at least twenty five percent of development, which, as best we we can estimate, is between. It took three to four years to make the Metro game, so that is that's up to if not at least a year before you get a credit. Um, this obviously brought up again like kind of the, the conversation is like when when should people be credited and you usually see a lot of developers on social media saying as soon as you have done any work on the game which is something I kind of agree with like if you've if you've contributed something to that game unless you're like a, an intern for a day or maybe a week if you have worked there for any amount of time and you have worked on something that went into that game or even something that informed something that went into that game because you know we all know the games kind of get scrapped and restarted you should get credit like i'm not a developer i I think we've established that in in previous shows but i can't imagine it's too tricky to add another name to the list even i jokingly added on twitter like even if you add a section quitters and traitors brackets but we really miss you thank you for your help like for everyone that left before production finished like it's just some sort of section that's yeah also working on this game was these people because people would like to be able to say look I worked on this game it's part of my experience it's on my CV and here is the proof that I did it because my name is in it I don't think you should exempt the interns either that seems especially no. cruel they're interns no that's true Um, my only assumption anyone that works on the game should have their credits in the game right it's it's i think that's i think that's you know it's a nice thing i don't think it's as important to you know a lot of people cite the fact that you know it you know it damages careers i thought not really i think if you say you worked on a game you you know if you did work on a game you just need to tell people you did um i don't think people are sitting there scanning the credits but generally like i think if you worked on a game you should be credited working game. my only assumption is that i don't even understand why like it's not i always think that maybe um it's a it's a it's a it's a bit like bonuses where people, if they leave, you know, they might have worked on a, they might have worked somewhere for a year, uh, somewhere for like nine months, and if they don't get the full year, they don't get their bonus and that kind of stuff. It's, it's. I wonder if it's a bit like that. It's a sort of, it's an incentive to try and convince people to stay on the project for, because particularly at the moment where people are leaving com- game developers and joining other games, they're all being poached left, right, and centre. So I, I can only assume that it's, it's a, it's a developer effort to try and get their staff to hang around, you know, and, and stay with them for longer. But um, I think, in, particularly in today's market where, where staff are being poached and moved around it's an employee market at the moment it feels so out of date and it's going to happen more and more you know Um, we're going to see increasingly game developers saying they weren't credited on it because you know they may have started at one studio worked there for six months moved to another studio worked there for a year moved to another studio worked there for six months it's 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 not that uncommon at the moment and it's just i think it's just simple if you've worked on a game you should get the credits i I assume the, the the problem is we don't have um there's not a there's not a body that oversees this that has a set rules that all companies have to follow there's igd I think guidelines on what you should do but every company has their own rules and they, they stick by them and they make sure that their staff know those rules so that I'm just, I don't think it's just so much easier just put them in the credits I don't think it, yeah. I don't think it matters so <laughs> I don't so the games industry has always always been pretty um, paranoid and closed and not really wanting to reveal anything so if you have something like a game that was completely rebooted in 
during development and someone worked on the earlier one but not the later one do they do they put their names in the credits and and i i think there's some sort of um reluctance to even acknowledge when games are rebooted in the first place so uh, so crediting people properly and acknowledging things like that would would be an issue but i i also think that like it's not just about giving people you know credit where they're doing in, in their careers because I, I i think there's also an element and i i ramble about this from time to time on the show about like just documenting the history of the industry here um mm-hmm. like i've been i've been reading about the early days of the nes and people who are much better informed on the particulars of the era than i am are still talking about like well we think satoru awada worked on this game we're not exactly sure. Here's why we think it. And and it's all speculation and conjecture and things like that. And and let's say there's, you know, the next Miyamoto or Iwata is out there right now and is an intern on some game getting coffee for a week and makes a contribution that we don't really know about. Years down the line, we'll be like, okay, well, what what did this person work on? What was their, their first game? And, you know, we, we just won't know there's just kind of gaps in it you, you you look back at gaming history books and it, it's you know it, it, even in modern generations like there's there's just such a huge shrug about who worked on what and and like the igda just this week released their developer satisfaction survey for 2021 and th- the survey respondents uh, a quarter of the freelancers that that responded to the survey said that their name was included in the credits of the game. So three quarters of freelancers are basically not getting credit, not getting public credit for the work that they do. And when you consider how much of the industry has shifted towards uh, freelancers or contractors or, or outsourced work like that, it's it it's just sort of, I don't know. It's, it's like we're creating huge blind spots for the future, right now uh with the the current industry practices even though we have all these you know like cautionary tales and and gaps in our knowledge of the past that we should be looking at and saying yeah that was that was bad let's not do that again oh yeah i mean i because i was a contra i was a i worked at a, a qa agency and i tested i worked extensively on splinter cell double agent ratchet and clank tools of destruction the, uh, a little bit on the first uncharted game I, I moved to journalism just as i started that project uh warhawk uh load of sony games only ubisoft games uh the bob the builder uh playstation 2 itoy game that was fun to test Legendary. Um, the um yeah, Paddington Bear, Thomas the Tank Engine, but I'm 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 not credited in any of those games. Um, no, none of my team was. I, I'm not entirely sure the agency was and probably was, but I, I don't recall that. Um, those things I sort of didn't expect to be credited on that. I didn't really view myself at the time. I, I view it differently now as being part of the dev team. I was sort of removed in many ways. But the one that I really got to me was I spent two weeks working on a. If you remember the mobile games developer Player X, they did a um, game called Family Fortunes. They had a Family Fortunes, uh, was it a Family Feud, I think it's called in the US. Is that what it's called? Um, um, and it, and it was um, our survey said that kind of thing. And they did one for um, uh, they did one for Christmas, and I came up with a uh, thousand family uh, family fortunes based questions where 10 possible answers blah 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 survey said that kind of stuff for that game i came up with all the answers i wrote basically i wrote the entire game and then it got translated by germans who because every christmas has different traditions and they got translated by different um uh, the translators around none of us are credited in them at all 
and the the the, the person that did the artwork um the licensing people really but the people the person that actually wrote that entire game isn't credited that was me and um i was really annoyed like really really annoyed about it at the time because it was just a map for me it was a matter of oh hang on i did i didn't that i i felt like i'd done a lot on that game and i and i genuinely felt like i'd um been missed out but it was it was I guess in their heads they'd outsource the the work to an agency and, and the agency maybe didn't even give them my name you know it's it's back this was this was 15 years ago so it was probably a different time back then probably wouldn't happen now hopefully wouldn't happen now but uh I do know that feeling though as well as it being gaps in history do you agree with Brendan I do know that feeling of you know put a lot of effort in quite proud of the work and then um, although there is a typo so I didn't mind too much um and then um and then you, and then your name's not you're not giving any credit for it, and you just sort of have to tell people, which is fine. But uh, it was my, you know, but it is. I was disappointed, and I remember feeling really disappointed when the game came out. Excitedly downloading it, oh, clicked on the credits thing, and then I wasn't there. Um, it was um, it just 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 you know, it's not very nice. So the thing, I'm I'm sorry to hear that that happened. By the way, truly, um, the thing that I think about even before, you know, I, I joined as a journalist, is that this industry hammers the point of quote unquote experience so much. I I I really struggle to think about whatever reasoning or excuse you would have to tell someone like say, I don't know, a sound designer that like created the sound of like leaves blowing in a wind for like a month or two and then he left the project why you would leave them out like i for any project and to springboard off that you know i don't know what the experience is like you know being a contractor uh, to have been in chris's shoes to you know do the work that you do and then you don't have proof of course when you talk to people, I don't know if they'll take your word for it, look at the credits, what have you. I don't know. But it, it it's really hard for me to, you know, grapple with. It's like, why would my name not be there? And, you know, this is, again, another public example of this kind of thing. Because like Brendan said, we've had history with this. Like, we've seen this make headlines before. You would think people would take a step back and think, you know what? Let's not do that bad thing that that happened. But yet here we are again. It sucks. <laughs> how how do you how do you usher in a new generation, quote unquote, of talent or help with that if literally for whatever personal life is so random, if I miss the cutoff mark for my name to be on a credit of your game because I had some personal problem, literally by the eleventh month of your self imposed year for me to show up on a credits, that that sounds ridiculous, you know? That that that's where I'm coming from with this, you know. Um, and I saw something funny where a sound designer said, if, "If I even made as so much as a chime of when your character walks through a door, like my name should be in the credits." And I agree. That's just my take uh, on that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Why I don't understand is why it's it's a big deal anymore. Um, as in, it shouldn't. It just put it in the credits. There's a there's a billion names on these games credits now. Anyway, it's not like oh, we need to keep it short. That, that that ship sailed you know just um just just you know i can understand if someone gets missed off by mistake because there's a lot of names a lot of companies a lot of things to organize and all, but just yeah just put it on there it's not a big deal um that's, that's the other thing uh, as well as like when, when these stories come out that people have been missed out like you can patch them in 
Like it's not like yeah. the, you know, the game is shipped out and done. You can add them in and patch it. Like that, that's a thing you can do. Yeah, I, I can only assume it's to try and encourage. It's just to try and add an incentive as to why you should hang around at a company a bit. And again, I can sort of understand, particularly at the moment where, you know, say people are jumping ship and it can be, you know, it's, it's when if someone, hangs, if someone joins a company for a month, makes a chime, then leaves and they have to replace them and it puts pressure on someone else. So it's kind of, you know, I can understand it you being a bit resentful around that, not wanting to put their name in the credits because really they caused they caused disruption or something. I can get that. But I just think in today's industry where everything's so open, there's so many people now and, you know, most people, so, how many developers leave, come back, leave, come back, countless. Um, just, you know, we've all got to play nice and... and um, We've had that in journalism. Like I've definitely worked on publication. I'm pretty sure we've done this at GI, where someone has left the team, but they've still left work that has yet to be published. Particularly if you are doing something in print, and you'll be printing articles written by someone else who left months ago, if not yeah, weeks, if not months ago, and you include their name because, and you include them in the in the. Oh blimey! What's the name of the panel where we all are? The yeah, boilerplate or something? Panel. The flannel the panel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, like you include them in there because they contributed to it. You, they, they are, they, they wrote those words. Therefore, they get credit. So, on the other yeah. hand, I have heard of outlets who, when people leave, uh, they have all their bylines wiped and replaced with uh, general staff bylines. Well, we had yeah. that MCV, didn't we, James? But that wasn't the, that wasn't a uh, malicious thing from management. That wasn't malicious. Track. That that was that was them just destroying the website, merging it into yeah. a new one, and not remembering who wrote what. <laughs> Well, it's they, they didn't they didn't have they because the, the way the system worked basically um, all of the, the whatever the linking was that connects uh, articles to individuals who posted it got broken so it all got changed to MCV staff so everything I've ever written for MCV is no longer listed under my name um, In, including nine including years. stuff that including stuff that was not written for MCV like because they merged MCV and develop like stuff I wrote for yeah. develop is now under MCV yeah. stuff we're getting off on no tangent but, but, but that but that was that was a <laughs> that was a technical issue and of course we worked on print titles and our names are very much in all of those so it's um but yeah you, you I have also heard of stories of uh, of certain websites just I don't understand again I don't get that like it, it's it seems to be just as it's a small industry we all end up working for each other at some point you know if someone's left your company that and you're annoyed about it and you've gone to set up a rival or gone to work for a rival you might be a bit angry about it but you never know in three months six months time you might be working together the amount of people i know that were microsoft and sony and then swapped positions swapped places it, it's this it's a smaller industry than people realize and as you know just play nice be supportive of each other you never know where you end up where you will be sitting next to each other not opposite each other and um and it's it just it just feels like uh what you're doing what you're doing is leaving a bad taste in people's mouths and then one day you might regret that so don't that is all we've got time for thank you very much to the team for joining me uh thank you dear listener for listening if you haven't already check your podcast feed and you will find three of the best sessions from gi live london which we hosted earlier this month we did podcast versions so if you haven't already listened to those you can download those those are our uh, interviews with jim ryan from playstation jade raymond from haven studios and fergus urquhart from obsidian entertainment so little extra podcast there for you uh you can find this podcast on the podcasting platform of your choice if you haven't already and you can get more news insight and analysis into the world behind video games at gamesindustry.biz 